Dear listener, I am excitedly, over-the-top excited to bring you some information. David and I are growing the podcast, and we want to know what you think. We have a survey that we would really appreciate if you would help us out and fill it out. Yeah, it allows you, dear listener, to get more of the things you really want out of the show and less of the things you don't want. It's a way for you to communicate that. But, Dana, there's something in it for the listener to beyond just having a better show. Yeah, we are offering a free virtual coaching session with you if you win and me and David. And all you have to do is enter your email address if you want and you will enter the drawing to win. That's right. So dear listener, we would love to have you go take the survey. It only takes a couple of moments to do. And if you want to enter the drawing and have a virtual coaching session, you can choose at the very end to do that. And that's the only time we're going to ask you for your email address, by the way, is so we can inform you if you won the drawing. Yep. And your information will be kept private and all that good stuff. Just go to kicksomeadhd.com slash survey today. You can do it right now from your phone. If you're listening on your mobile device, just open a browser, go to kicksomeadhd.com slash survey. And by the way, we decided to do this on our website so that we didn't use a third party service. So your information will be kept private because you know us, we're going to forget about it anyway. And (laughs) it's just going to vanish into the ethers. Hey, David, is it also in the show notes? Is there a link in the show notes? Yes, there is. Good point, Dana. It's right there. So just open your podcast app, click the link, and we're going to hold the drawing on December 1st. So you got to get your response in before then. And by the way, Only one entry counts. So help us out and please go fill out the survey today. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. David. Yes, Dana. I can't wait. I can't either. Maybe I have to wait. Uh, I don't I don't know, David. Do we know how to wait, really? I mean, uh, you know, is is that an ADHD trait, Dana? Do we just get impatient? Yeah, we get very impatient. And that's not even what I'm talking about when I'm talking about waiting mode. Right. And I don't even know if this is an ADHD thing. I know I do this. And a client told me she'd heard about this on something yes. or saw it somewhere she'd came across this idea of waiting mode and ADHD. And so I'm floating it out here for you, David, and for all our beautiful listeners, dear listener. Uh, we want to know if you do waiting mode as well. Yeah, I, I actually only heard this term a few months ago for the first time from someone who is diagnosed with autism. Okay. And they explained it to me and I went, oh yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> Okay, so you do it too. Well, I guess I mean let's too. talk about it. let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, waiting mode is a, is is real. I think it's I think it's real. Okay, so what is it? So it's you're waiting for something to happen or someone to appear or get back to you, and while you're waiting, what do you do? You just wait. You don't get other stuff done. There's no forward progress. It doesn't matter how else what else important is going on. You just wait. So, yes. And I think the way that I first was introduced to this idea 
was that there was something going to happen at a certain time. And the time was not now. And of course, we know yes. how we are with now and not now. So it, yep. it wasn't even that this person was waiting on some unknown thing that might happen sometime, but we don't know when. This was a, no, I know exactly when it's happened, when it's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that and that's part of it as well. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So it's, it's so the, and I love the way you put that, David, because I hadn't thought of it, but but it's the now, we're not at the now, we're still in the not now, and the now is coming in some of the instances, and we just wait. Yeah. And sometimes we know and when was, it's going to happen, and sometimes we don't, which is, I don't know, which is worse, exactly. honestly. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Now, my husband, who used to be a pilot before he got married and had mortgages and people who didn't want him to crash and things, he um, sure. calls at a holding pattern. Yeah. But this is different than a holding pattern because we've used that idea of holding pattern where the, you know, holding pattern is where the planes are circling and waiting for permission to land. Sure. Yeah. But I think holding patterns apply to all kinds of situations. And I think waiting mode is more of a neurospicy thing. Yeah. So, Dana, I don't know what your client's experience was, but, but for you, like when I know when this happens to me, I can get caught mentally obsessing or getting stuck on the thing that's coming yes and therefore like where normally i might try to fill the gap between now and then with productive activity if my brain gets stuck in this mode then i actually just can't do a darn thing <laughs> yeah so i'm hearing david is that you don't always shift into waiting mode sometimes you do and sometimes you don't it's true that is true sometimes i do and sometimes i don't that makes sense. I hadn't thought about it like that way. Don't you love it, listener, when I'm, where we're making up ideas as we talk to you, where we're figuring it out? Yeah, because this is something we haven't talked about at all before, Dana, you and me. No, and I really have, I haven't talked to anybody about it other than that client the other day. Okay, all right, well, good. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying developing this idea because it sounds like we are talking about the same thing, but it, it's, it's, yeah. I'm, now, I haven't thought about why I might go into waiting mode sometimes and be able to be productive other times. I haven't thought about that yet, but. I'm yeah. So give let's uh, take you take a moment and think about that while I give an example. Okay. In case it's not clear. And I realized right after that client call, I had my weekly meeting with Meg. Oh, okay. And she had texted me. I had a doctor's appointment, she said, and I'm going to be 20 minutes late for our meeting. Fine. Sure. And Meg, by the way, yep. is is a treasured part of the Kicks and ADHD team. She she oh, mainly she helps you, Dana, but she helps us. And so, dear listener, Meg is awesome, and we want to thank Meg for being. Yeah, awesome. Meg is Meg is my assistant, and she's just she's the well she's the, she's the productivity behind the team. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so I had what twenty minutes to wait, and. I found myself thinking, I can't start anything. I'm waiting for Meg. I'm waiting for Meg. I can't get involved in anything. And so it was 15 minutes just wasted, sort of sitting around, not starting anything. Or if I did, it was, you know, nothing of importance. Yeah. D Dana, do, do you feel like you can explain why there was nothing you could do or, or did do? Mm -mm. Oh, because I was waiting. Because you were just waiting. Right. I was waiting. And you were waiting. Well, on a, you kind of knew when it was going to happen, but you didn't know exactly when. Right. Yeah. And I think part of it is, and I don't know, but as I'm thinking about it, I think part of it might be that I'm afraid I'll get involved in something else. 
and I'll forget. I know I do that sometimes with client calls if they're a little bit weighed and I've got I a little bit late and I have my ear pods in and I'm waiting for them to call and I'll forget completely to even check in with them for a few minutes because I get just involved in whatever I'm doing. So I so I think it's getting involved. I'm afraid I'm going to get involved and with something else and forget. But also I think there's something about it's the not now. That I believe is the key to this. Yeah, I do too. I think the time blindness factor that we that we get into is definitely part of the deal for me. So, so Dana, I, I, I also, my, my number one answer to like, why would I end up in, in waiting mode would have been what you're, what you mentioned first here, which is I'm afraid that if I get sucked into something else that I'll either forget or, or the switching cost that we've talked about. Yes. It's because we all know how painful that is. Like you get all your brain wrapped up in this one thing and now, well, crap, I'm just going to lose all that effort by having to switch mm-hmm. to the other thing. And I, the other day, Dana, this happened about two weeks ago. I actually missed. This is so embarrassing. I'm going to admit this right here on the air. Oh, David, embarrass yourself in front of us. Go ahead. I missed a court hearing. Oops. It was a, it was it was scheduled for five minutes long at the top of the hour on Zoom. I had a meeting at the bottom of the previous hour that should have lasted 20 minutes or something. And it was over in plenty of time. And I even said to the person like, Hey, I've got a meeting at the top of the hour. I got to be, I heard my 10 minute dinger from the calendar. You got to be ready. You know, I had zoom open. I had everything ready to go. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take care of this one thing. Cause it was fresh on my mind coming out of the previous meeting. And I got into the thing. And at five minutes after the top of the hour, I went oh, crap. And so I joined the zoom. And thankfully, somebody from the court came on and and asked me who I was. Yes, I'm. I made. They said, "Well, the hearing already took place. You you did miss it, but I will. I'll let the judge know that you that you showed up late." And I couldn't believe it. I'd had it in my calendar for months, and like reminders and all the things, and it just just like that. I missed the whole yeah. court hearing, Dana. So that's. I'm sorry, David. That must have been awful. It was awful, but I realize now, like, if I had gone into waiting mode, I'd have been better off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So this is an argument for waiting mode. In that case, and sure, so, it was only 15 minutes or 10 minutes or something, before, you know, that I would have had to wait less than that, actually. And so it makes it makes no sense, Dana, that I didn't go into waiting mode, except I had that, oh, crap, I'm going to lose the the thing I need to take care of real quick from this meeting if I don't you know, start what I, and of course, a better idea would have been to write it down, make myself enough notes so that after the court hearing, I could have gotten back to it. But I just impulsively dove into the thing. Yeah. Or have Zoom keyed up and they're not going to start the meeting until it's time, but you're you're on. Yeah. That would have been a good idea too. So you're, so you're, you've got a parachute. But, but that takes thought and that takes awareness that we're even doing waiting mode. Right. Yeah. Or in that case, not doing waiting mode. But the other reason that I think I get, I get into waiting mode when I do get into it is because it's, it's related. It's a similar idea, but in this case, let's call it prep or context for the thing. So like, let's say that I had prepared a lot. I didn't need to in this case, but let's say I had prepared for this court hearing that I had to go to. And I had context and notes and my brain was all in that space. And it's three hours from now. 
<laughs> you know, waiting mode might kick in in that instance because I don't want to lose all of that deck house of cards that I've built, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. I know if I go focus on something else, like that'll all come crashing down and the cost to kind of get it back. I'm afraid I'll lose that. And so I might go into waiting mode and get zero done because of that fear of losing track of the prep. Of, of the thing, of the prep. Uh, the, does, the writing, does writing it out, making notes? Sometimes. Help? But you know, Dana, how we are when we talk extemporaneously, when we have all the right, you know, subconscious and conscious prep done and you can just... But you know that like if you show up and your brain is elsewhere, that doesn't work the same way. Yeah. So I think that happens to me sometimes. Okay. You know? Okay. Because um, I, in those instances, unless there's really something serious going on and I have to follow a, a script, is um, I'm if I, there's enough s- stimulation, enough pressure that I can perform. Right. But that's me. Yeah. And I, you know, and like, like the happens. podcast, you know, I just jump on and I can perform. Yeah. I mean, that that is true for me, too. But I, I, I over the years, especially before I got diagnosed, I, I started to lose confidence in my ability to just do that on demand because because I would step out onto the, you know, what I thought was solid footing <laughs> and nothing would be there. And I, I didn't understand why. Now, now, because of brain care and all the things, I, I, I don't have that happen. But I think I'm still afraid it will. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's an old, old fear that it's time to reassess and let go of. Yeah. That's a belief that's, con- that's limiting me yeah. and it's no longer serving me. I think that's yeah. absolutely true, Dana. Yeah. But, I, but I think it's happening less, which is part of the reason why maybe I don't go into waiting mode as much as I, as much as I would have yeah. previously. It's really fascinating, isn't it? It is. And the time blindness is definitely a factor, though, because like, mm-hmm. whether you know about when the thing is happening or not, we can lose just like in that moment before the court hearing. Well, not before, but including during and then shortly after the court hearing that <laughs> it didn't seem like long enough. You know, I looked at the clock and I went, oh, it's like it couldn't have been long enough that I missed the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Time just goes I mean, who in the world sets a five minute hearing that starts at the top of the hour um right and who, yeah. and who else would set an alarm that would go off again like because a 10 minute mm-hmm. warning i've lived with that from my calendar for years yeah but that's a long time in that case it was too long yeah that's a long time Ugh. so yeah other examples of waiting mode mm-hmm. this the the client that told me and if you listen to this, thank you. You know who you are. Uh, waiting, she was waiting information back from one of her clients. She's a writer, and so she was just waiting for some information back from her client. So she stopped doing anything productive. Mm. She had other projects to do, other work to do, but she wouldn't work on anything else while she was waiting. Yeah. Did she say like? Did it? Did do you think that it was something like? I already mapped this out and this thing has to happen before those other things. And so I, yeah, I have to I do think this that's first. what was that was in, in her brain, even though it, it wasn't. Because if you think how the naturally organized and productive people in our world would do it, the NOPs, <laughs> the NOPs are going to use the extra minutes. They're going to say, oh, I've got five minutes, 10 minutes or you know, who knows when the client's going to get back to to my my person is you know is it today tomorrow who knows and so but a a naturally organized productive person is going to say i've got 
a few minutes I can use to do something else. Those knobs. And be able to shift back and forth. Those knobs. I love that term. But I just made that up. I love it. No, I, that's that like wonderful? a new thing. That's like added to the ADHD the code. Knobs. It's not an ADHD code, but I lo- it's a term. It's like one of our inner inside terms now. It's, it's, what would a knob do? What would a knob do? But, but the thing is that the knobs. Oh, that's the tattoo, David. What would it? That's the tattoo on our wrists. Instead of WWJD, what, what, it's like WW. What would a knob do? A-N-P? No, no, A-N-D. W-W-A-N-D. What would a knob do? I don't know. Um, I'm making it too complicated, but the the thing is like those, those people have chemistry at their disposal and executive Mm -hmm. function. And like, you know, like if I think about the planning cost of going, okay, well now I have to go look at all the things I could do, figure out what I can slot in here safely and then, you know, not suffer for it later. It's far easier just to veg out and obsess and be terribly anxious for however long. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Not saying it's a good idea, but no, but it's simpler. it's easier. Yeah. And uh, so, other times I do it is in I'm if I'm in a texting chat and I'm waiting to hear back from the other person. Yeah, I'll just stand there, stare at the phone. Yeah, just looking at the phone. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm not look. I'm not scrolling through anything else. I'm just looking at the messages. Oh, wow! Instead of dropping it and going doing something else, instead of doing what a nop would do. Um, one of the ones that makes me wild, and I've done this for years, is if I know someone's coming by the house to drop something off, I won't continue working. My office is in the basement of our house and, you know, the front door is upstairs. I won't keep working. I won't do anything else. I'll just go loiter by the front door. (laughs) I get it. I, I mean, I'm laughing because I, this is so familiar. It's, it's so fun. And I think that there is something to this idea of ruminating, you know, that, that like, like people who have OCD talk about looping, you know, that, that we have something similar, I think that we do sometimes. And we're just like stuck on the thing. Like you looking at your phone or standing by the front door, even though. Standing by the front door waiting, because of course you can't let someone ring the doorbell and wait for 15 seconds or 30 seconds while you get there. Well, in, in my case, Dana, my, my doorbell stopped working a long time ago. Well, ours, and I thought, think that might be part of my problem because our our doorbell is darling. It's a little frog, and but it's intermittent. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And um, my electrician, that's a joke. Um, that's Scott. Um, he, we, he can't figure out why. Yeah. I've even replaced you know, mine. And, I got like, I got a new little button and, it, and, and the light came on because the light had been dead. <gasps> And then, and it rang and then like I went out there two days later and it was dim again. And so I don't know. I gave up. Ooh. Yeah. So I just don't have a Vampire. doorbell. And you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> I know. But if somebody's going to come over, yeah, I'm going to go be near the door because otherwise there's no gotta hope. Gotta be near the door. You know, exactly. Yeah. Gotta be, you gotta stand there. They can't. Yeah. They can't just knock on the door. So this is waiting mode. Yeah. Yeah. And so what our learning is, dear listener, is do you go into waiting mode? And what kind of things cause you to go into waiting mode? Mm-hmm. And is there a reason, like David's missing the court case, is is there a time when it's valid to be in waiting mode? Or is there a way to cue it up? So even if you're doing something else, you're going to get a, a, you're notified that the thing's happening. Like the Zoom call will start. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe there are, maybe there is something we could do to kind of prepare. I don't want to get ahead of us if you have practical solutions. I don't really. I just, well, you can just read down. You'll see what I wrote. I was going to say, so maybe, maybe, maybe there's, maybe it's worth thinking about. Maybe not. I don't know. But maybe there's like a list of things that we, we know we want to do. Like, like, let's say I have a few minutes between. Ah, you're not going to do that. I don't know. I might go clean the kitchen, for example. And, you know, you know, do something okay. a little bit productive, even though it's not productive related to whatever my business or work goals are. But like I can get something done that I know I'm going to have to do. Yeah. But then you're going to be cleaning the kitchen and get all involved in that. You no. Know, and then the cupboards need to be wiped out. And then oh, that's the, so you know, true. It's so true. You're just going to get pulled from one thing. I think that's a slippery slope, Dr. Johnson. Well, I think you're right. I just, slope. I don't, you know, but, but, but like maybe there's a, maybe there's a something you can do that's kind of enjoyable, but that's time limited. That, gets you in a better mood you know instead of instead, you know, like, instead of like ruminating and feeling anxiety because look even if i'm not anxious about the thing i might be anxious about the fact that i'm doing nothing until the thing <laughs> like it's it's a terrible loop like you know like the, the the fact that i'm in waiting mode makes me go dang it i'm in waiting mode and i don't now i'm not doing anything and now i feel bad for not doing anything you know what i mean okay yeah so I have a thought okay. that just popped into my head. I think first we need to do some one rat study on ourselves exactly. of when we go into waiting mode, what it feels like, is there a reason? And then I just thought, well, so you've got three minutes, can you meditate? Yes. Or just do some deep breathing. Yes. Just take a little mental break. So you're you're there, you're ready, you're prepped, you're waiting. Actually, not just waiting. Well, you know, you are waiting, but it's useful waiting. Did that make sense? It does, because, and this is something I was going to mention too, the idea that if we're in um, an emotional or mental state that's undesirable, because we're ruminating or obsessing or we're anxious, I mean, what great technique do we have aside from mindfulness, meditating, if you will, you know, even if you don't know how to do it, here's how, here's all you need to do, dear listener. Breathe. Breathe. Think about your breath and just notice the thoughts that are coming and going. Notice how you feel in your body. Notice the emotional state. Notice your energy. Just notice the things. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to change. Don't have to do anything. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. It's like, oh, look at that. And you're not being mad at yourself or judging yourself or you're not happy or sad about any of it. You're just observing it and noticing it. And that process in and of itself has an enormous ability to alleviate negative stuff. You don't want to do it for that reason, but when you do it, you find that you benefit. Yeah. So so you could we could even just take a minute. But I think we also need to get really clear, David, on when it's absolutely useless waiting mode, like waiting for someone to respond to a text. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's silly. And I've and since I heard of this idea, I have been able to call myself on that one better. And say, you know, I just drop the phone and won't go off and do something else because I'll get back to the person. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be immediate. Right. Right. <laughs> because, I mean, they're taking time to respond. Right. Is it the end of the world if you also take time to respond? No. No, it is not. No. No. It is not. But that rejection sensitivity kicks in and we're like, well, no, I have to respond quickly because, you know, I have, to, yeah. I have to look like I haven't forgotten. I have, yeah. I'm not engaged. Yeah, I have to look yeah. like I care. Yeah. yeah, right. Interesting. All right. 
So there's now three of us that we know do waiting mode. Yeah. You and my client and me and listener. What do you think? What do you think? Send us a voicemail, a text, uh, whatever. Yeah, drop it in the email. Not a text. Not well, what you can write us in text and email us. This is true. Yeah, send us an email <laughs> to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. <laughs> if you find a number that you can text somehow, trust me, that's not a good plan. <laughs> that's not a good plan. Unless it's me and you know I'm going to be sitting by my phone. Waiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're in, you're going to be in waiting mode from right now until someone sends you a <laughs> message. Forever. I'll send you a message, Dana, just to, just to say, hey, I'm a listener and I'm responding. But anyway, no, we do want to hear from you. How does waiting mode affect you? What's that look like? How does it feel? What causes it? Have you found something that helps it? We'd like to know. The Squirrel of the Week. All right, David. So our Squirrel of the Week comes from comedian Sarah Cooper. Oh. And I heard her interviewed on the 10% Happier Podcast. I seem like I get a lot of my squirrels from the 10% Happier Podcast, don't I? But oh. anyway, hmm, good beyond that. Yeah, yeah. She and... Often, I love this podcast because someone will make this little throwaway comment, and for me, I get stuck on it. It's the squirrel, and, and I don't listen much to the next five minutes because I'm just thinking about what it is. But are you at least 10% happier when this happens, Dana? That's what I want to know. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Okay. More Perfect. than 10%. Then it's accomplishing its, its mission. That's great. Exactly. She said, if you're hysterical, it's historical. Oh, if you're hysterical, it's historical. And David just has the most puzzled look on his face. His eyes are squinting and he's got his fingers up on his mouth. So translating this into ADHD, you know how we can be so sensitive and we can get all worked up on something that doesn't seem like it's, we're way out of proportion to what's really going on. Okay. Yes. You know, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Y yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's overly emotional. Mm -hmm. It's out of control. And yeah. And so to me, that's the idea of hysterical. I don't mean hysterical is that we're screaming and crying and carrying on. I mean that there's an emotional reaction okay. to something. Sure. And then it's historical. So instead of getting upset with ourselves that we're doing it, I, it's looking back, okay, what's the history here? Why am I overreacting? Yeah, well, it, because it's because there is a, an emotional reason for it. It's just not necessarily connected to what's in front of you at the moment, right? Yes, okay. exactly. So it's like it's getting curious about what else is there. Like, what am I bringing huh. to this? Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting that I just got overly, wildly over emotional and reacted really strongly and often verbally and embarrassingly to this situation that just happened. What really happened? from my history. Right. Where's that coming from? Yeah. Yep. So like this it. has just been stuck in my head and I've been thinking about it a lot. Okay. So that's why you get to listen to it and hear about it even if you don't give a rip. I, okay. I get it now. If it's hysterical, it's historical because there is something from the history that's coming in. I like this. Okay. I get it. I get it now. All of a sudden, Dana, the light bulb came on. So now I see it. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So if you're overreacting, there's a historical reason that you're overreacting. Yeah, there is. There is. And that's so useful, for whether it's a relationship issue, a work thing, anything that might trigger emotions, you know, trauma. I mean, all we've, you know, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Yeah. All right. Very cool. And then my darling daughter and I were talking about this and 
And then she brought up, well, what if it's from a past life? Not much you can do and about that. And then it was, oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's hard enough dealing with this life. I got it. No, anyway, we were we were having some fun with it. But I mean, so hopefully it's from this life, and you can figure. Yeah, it out. Yeah, hopefully so, because it's really hard to remember the stuff from before. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my squirrel of the week stuck in my brain. If you're hysterical, it's historical. Thank you, comedian Sarah Cooper. It's time for listener mail. Okay, Dana, we heard from Timothy. He said, hey, I've started including your podcast in my listening and enjoying it so far. A couple things. You noted that you are inviting people to send a voice memo into the show. It's not actually clear how to do that. Tell us on the podcast and the website how to do that. I assume that an email address with an attachment would work. And yes, Tim, you are correct. You found the email. Actually, I think you submitted it via the website, which means you may not have seen the email address at all. So... Uh, the email address is hello at kicksomeadhd.com, and all you would have to do is use a voice memo app on your phone, attach that file directly to an email, and send it to us, hello at kicksomeadhd.com, and so answering that. But then he also said, hey, a simple idea for a recurring episode type, interview professional adults with ADHD, diagnosis journey, effects on work, what they've tried, what works, what hasn't. I think that could be really interesting. I don't quite the fit. Uh, I don't quite fit the professional demographic you're aiming at, though. I'm not a business owner or a business at all. I'm a high school teacher. So, Timothy, thank you for the episode idea. I actually think you would be an interesting person to interview myself. I think Timothy that teachers have a really hard time managing their ADHD, and you would be very interesting. I agree to talk to, and I think that this would be a great thing for us to do. In fact, I recently was thinking not too dissimilarly about an idea for, you know, something that we might do. And maybe you're listening to this show and you think you've got something interesting to share, or maybe you're just Timothy. And uh, I don't know. Dana, what do you think? Just Timothy? Not just Timothy. Just Tim- not just, not at all. There are those who call him <laughs> Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great idea. It is. All it's right. So, idea. hey, if you'd like to nominate someone, including yourself, to be interviewed... You never know. Send us a note. Drop it to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. And Timothy, we want to hear from you. Send us a voice memo. Attach it to an email and send it to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. I hope this helps. And we definitely want to hear from you. And let us know. What uh, what what did you think about today's squirrel? What did you think about waiting mode? Let's hear from you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Quit waiting. Let's get something done and go out and kick yourself some ADHD. Bam! So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard.